to get back to work. You go down this path, it'll never end. There'll always be something else. Another symbol to destroy. More people to save. This episode will contain spoilers for only the fourth season, episode one. Please watch the episode before listening to the podcast. Continuing Angela's conversation with Price, she demands revenge, even though he tries to talk her out of it. Two Dark Army agents show up and kill Angela, leaving Price enraged. With the move of White Rose's project taking two months, she gives Elliot until the end of December to live, sending him a picture of Angela's body as a warning. In mid-December, Tyrell has become sullen and bored at the CTO puppet, though E-Corp sees him as a hero. Dom has moved in with her mother, and has become very paranoid. Her mother's new friend Janice is her true dark army handler, warning her to work to clean up Santiago's mess. Elliot and Mr. Robot work together to blackmail shady lawyer Freddy, and even though, sorry, shady lawyer Freddy, And though they get information from him regarding White Rose, White Rose uses Cypress National Bank and the name John Garson. Freddy kills himself when he realizes the Dark Army is after him. Darlene has fallen into addiction over guilt about Angela's disappearance. Mostly because Elliot cannot bring himself to show her the death of Angela's, um, the photo. Darlene has a bender and breakdown in Angela's apartment. Though Mr. Robot is worried about Elliot, their investigation into John Garson is a trap. Elliot is dragged away and injected by three men. Thinking he is about to die, they revive him, and Philip Price reveals himself. This is the Lucky Dog Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Lucky Dog Podcast. This is your host, Elias Roush. Yeah, so we kind of wanted to jump right into it just in the same way Mr. Robot jumped into it. They had this very interesting way of uh, fading in the recap with the actual episode, um, blending it kind of seamlessly, bringing us back to what happened at the end of season three and continuing out the scene. So uh, I thought the direction in this was stellar. Once again, one of the most interesting uh, plot developments happens in this uh, episode within the first five minutes. Once um, Angela and... Philip Price kind of have this heated moment, you know, he's, you know, shut up, shut up, don't, you know, I I need you to stop acting crazy, you know, telling her that, that 
you realize once you watch it the second time that he wants her to completely drop all the contingencies on the Washington Township plan and leave White Rose's plans alone. But he can tell that that's not going to work. And he base in, in Angela looks back up at the house and there's this shot where it seems that she realizes what, what's going to be done. And so she's, you know, she tells him to leave and that she's not going to run. And so, um, I love how the slow cam, um, tracking shot of, uh, is, uh, going on following Philip as he walks out and then it, uh, has this uh, very shallow aperture where you can barely see what the figures made out where the Dark Army is going to shoot Angela. Um, I did find this episode a little bit jarring that we didn't get the initial uh, breakdown of what happened immediately after the end of Season 3. We see uh, uh, Vera show back up at the very end of Season 3 and it and he's talking to Darlene, but it doesn't really correlate exactly what's going on in, in comparison to what's happening at the beginning of season four. Like, what happened to that guy? Why was that guy even brought up? Uh, um, what else do we have? I love this kind of Jason Bourne style um, uh, Grand Central Station sequence that we have. I'm actually not sure if that's the Central Grand Central Station, but the train sequence. Um, is really exciting and it's cool how he's you know he says you know I own the train station and I'm everywhere and then it cuts to Elliot sitting on the train waiting for Freddie and so it is you know high tension a lot of fun um, I was a little confused about the introduction of the the Josh Grossen Grayson. Uh, character, I was like, who are they looking for? Why are they looking for this character? But once they get into the quote-unquote honeypot that they find later in the episode, um, that's kind of uh, eerie and exciting once you see all of the the stickers and tags that are still on all of this um, in this odd-looking room. And so uh, that, that was a, a fun little sequence. I felt like there was a lot of, of fun, quote-unquote, fun sequences within this kind of darker episode. I mean, there's two deaths um, relatively early within the episode, and Elliot's not really talking to us again. We're kind of having this season two Elliot where he's possibly being an unreliable narrator once again, and it's kind of weird being able to talk about all spoilers considering we've only seen the fourth fourth season, episode one, um, so we're all caught up. But uh, I, there's just multiple things. Are we gonna? I guess we're not gonna see what Angela uh, was shown from White Rose. That that that's kind of surprising. Um, even though we saw young Angela in that that same episode, so we we figured that there was some sort of time travel shit going on, which we have not gotten any confirmation on. Um, at the very end of this episode. I saw that there was someone injecting Elliot at the very end, and I was like, is that who I think it is? And just based on the body, based on the form, based on the hair and the glasses, I could see it. It was Sam Esmail. For everyone who doesn't know, um, the guy that's injecting Elliot at the very end is the director and writer of the show. Um, basically, the showrunner is what I would say. Um, 
but it was a little bit obvious and on the nose because I, I, I was like, wait a second. But does that mean that he has been within these last few seasons, which I, I actually haven't really covered too too much, but from post-show recaps, uh, uh, Antonio Mazzara was talking about saying that when he went back and looked, you see Sam Esmail in season one, two, and three. Um, in season two, you see him when... Uh, Elliot's being processed through the jail. I believe it's probably episode seven or eight. And Esmail is in the court scene, I believe. And then the next one is season three. And we see him at the Red Wheelbarrow. Um, I believe it's episode one. So, yeah, he's been, quote-unquote, following Elliot. I think that we do have confirmation that Elliot was being followed in episode one because... Um, we, it does feel a little, a little bit ambiguous or like if he's just like schizophrenic or, you know, you can't really tell what, what exactly the problem is. But by the end of this episode, I think we can confirm that there was dark army, um, on the train and, uh, even Sam Esmail was on the train. Um, so if he's a character within this world, like what is going on? Um, also, Another thing that I'll just credit Post Show Recaps uh, podcast that they also brought up the fact that Elliot might possibly actually be dead and he didn't wake back up. They might have actually killed him at the end of this episode and it could be all of a dream past this. Now, I don't want to believe that. I don't really want to track that uh, hypothetical idea, but that always has to be in the back of the uh, back of the bus just in case. Um, that idea comes back up. So, um, Darlene and Tyrell were kind of the weaker parts of this episode for me. Mostly not getting too much information on either front. I like a, I realized that I really like a spastic Tyrell. This is a boring Tyrell. Sorry, a bored Tyrell. And I, w- I like when Tyrell is in action. He, when he's showing a lot of emotion. Um, the one scene that really popped out for me on this last, uh, uh, thinking back about uh, on it, is Janice. It's the new character uh, that is uh, the Dark Army's um, go-to who's watching out for Dom. And I was... I thought she was kind of an interesting character at first. I don't know why it didn't dawn on me, uh, you know, originally what, what was going on. Um, but it makes so much more sense. It's her name is Ashley Atkinson, um, who plays Janice, and we've also seen her in uh, Black Klansman, and uh, she's also in Happy. Um, but yeah, so I uh, I like how she plays this um, kind of like overly joyful, joyous character, but she's. She's like smiling at you, but she's like menacing at the same time. It's uh, kind of a tight, tight rope to do, uh, to walk. But we also see how uh, Dom is just like freaking out about it and just like kind of losing her shit. Um, uh, I love the detail when she's going to, uh, about to take out the, the construction guy or the renovation guy. And she's kind of walking down slowly about around on the hall, and the the uh, camera zooms up kind of close on her slippers, and she has like these fuzzy 
I don't know, slippers with like bells on them or something like that. And she's, it's in contrast to her kind of like being a badass. She's like trying to be a badass with these like fuzzy ass slippers on going down the hall. I don't it, it was just hilarious at the, the way that it was positioned. Um, anything else about this episode? This, this apparently is the first, uh, episode that Elliot and Robot, sorry, Elliot and Robot, uh, well, Robot talks to us. Mr. Robot actually talks to us and addresses us as the viewer and tells us how Elliot hasn't been talking to him nor us that much. Um, so I was just like, hmm. Uh, this is a new way to to bring about the Mr. Robot and Elliot dynamic relationship. There's been, over the past four four seasons they've been really creative with kind of playing with the two different uh characters and showing how they can com- communicate and then not uh, discommunicate in a way um anything else? oh uh the intro of this i love how it kind of felt like we were they were shooting uh what felt like miniatures in a way in the way that everything was shot it felt like everything was in this like quote unquote snow globe feel everything felt I don't know exactly the uh, the camera mode or whatever they're shooting with that makes it look like that, but it felt like, you know, Mr. Robot and Christmas, you know, quote-unquote shakes the snow globe and then camera inserts into the snow. It, that's what it felt like to me, like we were in a snow globe of a world um, because of the, all the little miniature. Or, well, everyone looked like miniatures, I guess. Um, very um, uncanny in a way. So, anything else that we want to talk about this first episode? I I had heard that this first episode was going to be a wallop, and I kind of thought there was going to be a death. I didn't think it was going to be Angela, but from based on the um, story storyline, it kind of makes sense. I hope that we see Angela later in this season, whether it's through flashbacks or if we do some time travel shit. I would like to do either or. Um, I There's so much of her storyline that's basing off of trying to stop the Washington town plan. And it makes sense why she would get taken off. But I really do feel like as a viewer, I'm still so much in the dark about what white Rose's plan is and why everyone thinks that she's may, she may or may not be delusional about the plan. Um, Philip price has always been a man that has shown immense, power like he says in every room that he's in he tries to be the most powerful man with the exception of one or two uh, situations and it seems that white rose is one of those two situations where he is not the most powerful man that he just allowed the dark army to take his um daughter away just just like that and it was uh it was on his property like it was you know on his watch like with all that power, he couldn't stop, you know, two dark army men or, you know, he couldn't, he didn't have enough security. He didn't have what it took. And, oh yeah, I did, I forgot to mention that he had a mic on when he was talking to Angela the entire time. We find out when he told her the, I am your father speech, um, White Rose was on, I guess on, on the line when he was doing that. So, yeah, it, several layers of betrayal in a way. I don't know 
if I 100% agree with how they handled the Philip Price character, I know that he's angry, but I mean, he doesn't seem upset in a way. I, I, I it, it seems like he's way more angry than he is upset, and I feel like there needs to be a level of distress from losing, you know, your daughter in a way. And I don't feel like that's really what happened in this. Um, looking back, I'm like, good lord, we're starting to lose a lot of the cast. Are we going to lose everybody in this cast? Because I mean, this is. I mean, it's dwindling down fast. So I would not be surprised if White Rose actually ends up uh, taking out Elliot and Mr. Robot at the very end of this. Um, And then somehow the timeline gets reset in a way. I just don't know where the appropriate place to reset is. Because I don't think that the, the young Elliot and young Angela even remotely look the same anymore i don't or young young darlene all these young kids are not going to be able to come back and reprise their young selves again um without some serious de-aging so where do they if hypothetically if we're going to reverse time i from the listeners where do y'all think that um they're going to rewind to like before the hack the day of the hack, the five nine, when he lost his father, um, in multiple questions, you know, tons of questions about that. Um, let's see. I was actually kind of surprised that Mister Robot didn't have more to say when he was being injected um, by Philip Price's guys. Um, got kind of some more questions about that. Might need to go back and take a look at the. Um, Check the tapes. Check the tapes. But uh, other than that, let me see. Anything else? Um, no Bobby Cannavale this this episode. I, I have a feeling that he's not going to reprise his role in this season because he really did feel like a one and done. Um, not much to say on Darlene's front. She's you know going crazy, having a bender in her uh, Angela's apartment. And, like, no one there knows who Angela is and really doesn't give a fuck. Um, yeah, I really do think we, we have it all covered um, from what I can remember at the time. Um, if I forgot anything, I'll add in the show notes. You know, dynamic, you know, camera movements as usual. I, I love the technicals. I love the... I thought the music in this was really... Um, uh, high, high octane, if that makes sense. You know, like it really kept the pacing going. I, there, it's a solid hour, and it was shown without commercials on uh, USA, which I highly prefer. My goodness, I would, I'd watch this ten out of ten times. No commercials. I just hate commercials being thrown in there. Um, but yeah, this. This hour is uh, it. It didn't feel thick to me, and it didn't feel like slow paced in a, in any way. So, and it it was self reflective in some ways, but not in a way that really got crawled up its own uh, robot hole. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I do think that it was it was solid, uh, solid entry to the fourth season of Mr. Robot. Thank you for listening to Mr. Robot. Lucky Dog Podcast Review. Check out the SoundCloud for all reviews, podcasts, movies, TV, and just additional reviews. Just just see what we're up to. If you if you thought this was an interesting podcast, if we had something interesting to say or 
uh, thought-provoking, then let us know. Drop uh, five stars on uh, whatever Apple podcast has now. I think iTunes just got taken out for some other place. I have no idea what's going on. But regardless, we're on the uh, sound, uh, SoundCloud and uh, we're on whatever Apple podcasts provide. Google Podcasts, CastBox, TuneIn. You can listen to this on your Amazon Echo device. And we also um, uh, just download the TuneIn app on your Amazon Echo device and tell them to play, say, Echo, play the Lucky Dog podcast. And you'll hear the latest and greatest uh, newest podcasts that we uh, produce. So thank you for listening. Um, If you have a couple quarters, let us know. Throw us a couple quarters at paypal.me slash podcast That helps us keep the lights on, helps us keep seeing brand new movies. Like the movie we just saw this weekend was The Joker 2019, Joaquin Phoenix. My goodness, that guy can fucking act. <laughs> so, um, yeah, check out all the Look Dog podcasts you can. Um, you know, your ratings, comments, questions, uh, all send them luckdogpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you, and take it easy, friend.